Welcome everybody to another episode of the Bangara Podcast. Uh, I'm here. This is, I should say, this is Sid. I'm here with Nimit. And what's up, everybody? Uh, yeah. So without me interrupting you, go ahead and say hi to everybody, Nimit. Okay. Yeah. Hey, what's up? I'm Nimit. You heard me from other podcasts, hopefully. <laughs> so Nimit and I are here today to talk about form. Uh, one of the biggest requests we've been getting from te- from teams in general i should really say more so captains especially from the younger teams and even before we started the podcast this is a subject that young teams and people that want to listen to the podcast want to hear about and learn about is the concept of form and how to build team form how to teach form to your dancers so we have nimith here today uh, nimith has done a wonderful job with Bakai Bara over the past Aww. three years right Aww. Nah, dude, come on. You don't have to say that. <laughs> you don't have to say it like that. I mean, I appreciate it, but you know, right, thank you. So three years, right? Over the yeah, past three yeah. years? Oh, yeah, I mean, I w- I've been captain for the past two. Okay, so for two years. So mm-hmm. so Nimith did it in a much shorter amount of time than I did. Uh, so we definitely want to hear from him, and I'll go through my experience as well. So we're just gonna we're just gonna start off from where we started. Let's let's go ahead and tell your story of where you started when it came to form. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I started from the dumpster. Um, yeah, I, I, I seriously. I uh, Karam was uh, starting a high school team, and uh, what we ended up doing is learning one hundred percent from him. And he was a terrible teacher, right? So and and not, no, nothing to Damn. nothing to, to to roast him, but he was in tenth grade. But so you wanna, you're not roasting him right now. No, I mean he knows it. You know, we 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 roast him about it now, but. Um, <laughs> He, he, he had no really clue in terms of um, he would just do the choreo over and over again and then wonder why none of us were able to pick it up. Um, and so uh, to start, <laughs> it ended up being an issue where I, I didn't have a lot of fundamentals of, you know, what my body posture should look like, what my chest should look like, you know, uh, any sort of idea of what proper handwork and technique looks like. As long as I'm doing the step emulating him, then maybe I'm in a good place, right? Um, then moving into college, you know, obviously the, the form and technique was a little bit more standardized coming to a collegiate team. Uh, but even then I felt like, uh, my dancing level and dancing form and technique was dictated by the best dancer on our team, as opposed to the sky's the limit. So, um, you know, the one thing that, that separated me, I think from other people on the team in terms of improvement was the fact that I watched a lot of videos. And and, I, and when I say a lot of videos, I mean this is it's out of control. 
you know and i think every anybody who's ever who who's ever danced for a while or who's ever been a, re- a real part of the circuit will tell you the exact same thing that you've watched thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of videos right but you know the key thing that i started doing was you know honing in a little bit on you know not just watching a, a large quantity of videos but finding one video and watching 10 second clips over and over again you know so you know that that was that was sort of the big thing that I started doing, um, and and between the summer of uh, my freshman year into my sophomore year, is uh, you know really trying to hone in on some of these form and technique aspects, you know, from videos that I respected, as opposed to just watching you know huge volumes of different videos, trying to find form and technique from a whole bunch of different places. So you're saying you you picked in and zoned in on a couple videos, and you would watch in in 10 second clips at a time over and over to really see and understand how to execute certain steps yeah exactly like our we modeled full tachumar after um ag at bruin 2013 i believe that's specific yeah Yeah. (laughs) so you know we saw them do or i saw them do this that step at that competition and i said that that is how we're going to do it from now on and um you know I probably watched that 10 second clip of them doing it in their set four times in a row, probably 200 times. And, and, and what I would do is it's not necessarily just about watching the video. So I would put my laptop on the ground, you know, I would have that 10 second clip already pre-cut and I would just play it on repeat. Right. And then I would just try and emulate it in the mirror, um, up until the point where I felt that I was comfortable. Um, that part I think was, that was, was really the key for me where, um, before that, I had been watching videos, right? But I, I would watch them for more of an entertainment purpose as opposed to an educational purpose. You know, I, I would watch them and say, wow, this team is great. I wish we could dance like them. And then I would move on. But when I really started cutting up these videos, putting them in front of a mirror and then trying to emulate them step by step, you know, cutting them down to half speed and trying to do the steps at that speed as well, you know, trying to use technology a little bit to my advantage, I think I, I took leaps and bounds ahead of where I was before. You know, and, and, and that came from every single team that I watched. You know, AEG is just one example. You know, we I watched a whole bunch of Nachte Joani. I watched a whole bunch of SGPD. I didn't watch any first class whatsoever. I mean, just <laughs> I don't I had no interest in watching that team. But, you know, every essentially every other team on the circuit, I, I spent a lot of time watching. So I, it, all jokes aside, though, um, that that's really what it came down to. You know, just pick a team, pick a step. And just watch that single step over and over again and watch their best guy do it until you feel like you understand every single subtlety that this person's doing and you're not. 100%. Yep. I, think, I think you touched on definitely a couple, a couple of things that I've tried to push with FCB. That whole concept of watching a video for an educational purpose and not, not just an entertainment purpose. Mm-hmm. That's that, I think that even for myself, that took a while because... From even for myself, when I was, I started doing Bunger in high school. I did, we didn't have any teachers. We we just watched what Three Rivers Bunger would do, Casa Junction, Share Foundation, BMW. Those are the yeah. big teams back then, right? Right. The, we would watch them and try to you know come up with stuff, right? And we didn't know what any of the step names were. <laughs> we didn't know anything. <laughs> and so when you get when we got to college, like you know it was very difficult for for myself, for Rom, for Harmon, for everybody, whenever we, I don't 
when we tried to break into the circuit when we got to college, it was very difficult because we had come from a background of something that was not was it was just not good. We had no because right. we had no teacher, we had no under basic understanding of anything. We could just right. pick a and song. Then, and you're not Punjabi, are you? No, I'm not. Yeah, yeah, like, either. The, right. th- the thing of it is, is I hope we know I had we had Harmon, his family, his father, we had a guy named Neil Sharma in high school, Rishi. Uh, we could talk to the Three Rivers guys whenever, like you know, they weren't very like they're what they're like seven eight years older than us, right? Right. So right. like it was it, it was difficult for I mean they, they were our friends. I'm not saying they weren't friends with us and they weren't nice to us or anything like that. It was just difficult to reach out to them when we're just in high school and they're in college, if not grad school, at that point, you know. Right. But that had nothing to do with it because I think Samit said this on his podcast, a dance is a dance, right? It's, it's really about learning the motions and, and stuff like that. Learning the meaning behind the steps is one thing. Yeah. But learning learning how to do a step is and how to execute it to its fullest is a different story. And when you have no teacher, you have no ustad, mm-hmm. I think it's, it's so, it is, it is a lot difficult, a lot more difficult. And... I did the exact same thing you did, man. I, I got over the whole concept of watching for just entertainment purposes, but <clears throat> not to repeat anything that you that you said, I would I would take what I saw, right? And I would try to emulate that in practice. I didn't I didn't actually take my laptop and put it in front of a mirror like you did. I actually went into practice and I tried to do it like whoever I saw on some team. Mm-hmm. Then I'd watch the video later, uh, you know, the practice, like whatever video we took of whatever run through, and I'd and I'd compare. I'd be like, did I do it like this guy? Right, 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 right. And if I didn't, I would figure out what I was doing differently and then adjust that. You know, and it was just this constant back and forth of, for me, just adjusting. I think that's why it took a lot longer. I wasn't as efficient with with my process as you were. Uh, and then yeah, and I think I think one thing is, is, you know, from your perspective, you might feel that way. Right. But then from my perspective, when I think about my process and I think about some of the younger kids that I've been teaching, you know, their they, their growth has been so much faster than my own. So, oh, you know, I think, sure. I think in the end, you know, like the goal would be that, that this process is way faster than two years. You know, when somebody hears two years, they're like, oh, man, dude, screw that. I'll take forever. You know, but that it, it, it definitely can happen way faster. Than That's this. so much faster. Yeah. It's so much faster. And and I think that it has to do with the fact that we became the teacher. But at yeah, the same time, I think that for me, it took me a while to get to wherever I was at a certain point where I could properly teach because I had some very, you know, if you go back and watch the videos of me from and, and our teams from 2008, 2009, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. like uh, I said, yeah, I mean, I, I've gone back and watched them. I, yeah. Whenever we lose to you guys, I go back and watch it. <laughs> yeah. So like you saw where we came from. Right. Yeah. And, yeah. and it all comes down to aesthetics, right? Like you may like something that I don't aesthetically. Yeah. Right. Yeah. From a, and from, I think that, that comes with, 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 with uh, what dancer you pick. Yeah, right. Exactly. Which dancer are you going to model yourself after? I mean, that's completely up to you. You know, if you think that, you know, I mean, if you think the West Coast style is the style that you want to dance for, then you I mean that, that's a completely different style than than Forge or whoever else is on the East Coast. You know, exactly. but that's, it's completely subjective in that sense. So, and this um, is beautiful, yeah. right? Because I think that one of the one of the nicest things that you can do, uh, speaking to any any captain out there that's trying to learn how to do this stuff, if you can truly understand the differences between the way Team A and Team B does a step, then you're golden because then you can teach right. it to anybody. You can be like, oh, so you know, Team A does it like this, and this is how they do it. 
you can be, and then right. you can go team B does it like this and here's where the difference is right it's the same step it's yeah, Padaka yeah. it's Punjab it's whatever right but the but the moment you can be you're able to pick it apart and teach it to somebody else then you can truly then you then you truly understand form and you can talk about form you can teach form and then you can do it to yourself right and and yeah. the video doesn't lie right yeah, I mean, up until that point, you're, you're essentially a scrub, right? Because if you're trying to teach somebody and you haven't gone through the same struggle of figuring out what the difference is between you at a lower level and you at a higher level, yes. right? Then how can you explain that same difference to somebody else? You know, yeah. so like, I mean, it, I think I think if if you haven't gone through that struggle yourself, I, I think I'm happy in a sense that uh, I didn't have a teacher Right. Or, you know, I had people that helped me along the way. I don't want to say that, like, this is like 100 percent. I'm some kind of superhero. Right. But like um, it is important that, you know, that since I did this you're relatively on my own, now I know every pitfall that everybody that's coming after me is going to fall into. Yeah. Right. So when I teach choreo, it's much easier for me to pick out mistakes because I made that mistake, you know, a year and a half ago. And you know, exactly. I was in that same exact plateau, you know, so that that'll help a lot. And one other thing, um, I don't actually watch performance videos. Uh, I always try and find practice videos. I don't know about you, but I always try and find tech time videos. Tech time videos are beautiful. Oh man, because there's no one's bearing worthy. You know, there's nothing to cover up people's form and 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 other you know, other other mistakes, right? And so you get to see exactly what they look like in practice, and so you have something precisely to compare yourself to. Like I, I actually watched your guys's tech time video from Bruin 2014, like like 15 times, right? Which, which is weird, right? And it's weird that I'm, it, it sounds like super creepy, but like, you know, I don't even care, honestly. Like, it helped me so much because you'll find a dancer that you model yourself after and you'll see exactly what their legs look like without a chadar on. You'll see exactly That's what their key, shoulders man. look like without without a vest on. You know, that kind of stuff, it covers up a lot, you know? Yeah. It covers up a lot of those key differences that you have to try and pick up on. 100%. That's, a, that's an extremely good point. And I know that there is an old school VCU video, uh, I want to say like 2008, 2009, there's a practice video on YouTube somewhere. I remember, you know, for me personally on BTF, there was a video that was posted in, in the early going. I'm a, I'll link the thread in the show notes. Mm -hmm. the, it was just a practice video of these guys in Punjab. I don't know what's what team it was because literally the, the, the title of the YouTube video is Bunger Practice. <laughs> and it did, this video has like 90,000 views. I know exactly what you mean, you know? dude. I, I can't tell you how many of those like random, randomly titled videos I've seen. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and, but one thing, one thing I actually do want to ask you though, yeah, since you bring that up a little bit, um, how, do you, how much do you think you've learned from India teams and how much do you think you've learned from teams on our circuit when it comes to form and technique? Because there's a lot of people out there that want to talk about um, how you know we want to model ourselves after India teams. And I, and I respect that opinion. Um, but I have always felt like the more effective transition has always been when I've tried to model myself after people that are in our circuit. What do you feel about that? Is it it's it's uh, you, we're talking about a whole can of worms bro yeah do a whole other podcast on it but i think that i think that every single circuit out there the the north american circuit the uk circuit the australian circuit and the india circuit every single circuit has a different level of form in my opinion and okay. i think that in in my the teams have different coaches different new thoughts right and especially in India, the, the sets don't change year to year that much. If you, yeah. if you follow a team, you know, for long enough, you'll notice that you'll notice if you watch them enough, you'll notice the changes. But there's not much. 
between there's not much changes in between sets Mm -hmm. and because of that i think that sometimes things can get a little stale um i would say that the the level of poise in dancing is the strongest here in north america i think that when we talk about posture especially you'll notice a lot of india teams don't seem to have that same level of focus on keeping your back straight chin up shoulders back kind of deal i don't know if you notice the same thing yeah yeah i I would say that we're definitely a little bit more i would say you know rigid or more more focused on cleanliness yeah but it's not it's not to say that indian teams aren't clean i think they're all executing the same right but i think they keep their arms loose they keep their legs loose and they don't necessarily try and make that square frame that we all like to build here yes But you know what's what's strange about it though is speaking from my own experience is that I watch that, mm-hmm. and then I begin to question what we're doing here. No, not what we're doing here. What the judges were telling me back in the day, because a lot of whatever we teach now on FCB, like again, I have I had no teacher. My mm-hmm. teachers have been judges meetings, feedback sessions. Yeah, exactly. Right? Yeah, that's true. So, you know, we we got ripped for it backs aren't straight on your bait and and posture on this you're leaning forward blah 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 right and then you go and watch the india videos and it's not like that right and we're talking and i'm talking about i'm not gonna i don't want to sit here and, and i can't remember every single judge that's ever told me this mm-hmm. but these are guys that at that point in time were from india right and oh, and, okay. and guys that have gone to india and learned from people in india right or guys from the west coast actually had a new thought you know okay. so like that's where it gets interesting. And you being a judge, actually, mm-hmm. um, you know, if, if somebody here is, is you know, looking to teach their, their new team, from a judge's perspective, um, what do you favor more? Do you favor a team that makes a consistent effort to try and dance you know, with that wide base, with those broad shoulders, you know, with that full extension? Or do you just want to see a group of dancers that dance the exact same? You know, what, what does form, what do you think form kind of comes down to? Do you think it comes down to the point where it's just about, it looks like everybody else? Or do you think it comes down to like, there's a specific, you know, sort of, I'm not going to say, I, I guess I'll say textbook, you know, I don't want to say textbook, but I'll say, cause I don't, I don't have a big vocabulary, but mm-hmm. um, you know, it, a textbook that, that you think that people should be prescribing to. No, it's, okay. it's, a, I think I, it, I want to say no, just because I feel like you, we're talking about two different things here. I think we're talking about form, and then we're also talking about cleanliness. Okay. You know what I mean? Like you're talking about uh, people dancing with a wide base and, and and posture and this versus everybody just doing it the same, no matter what it is. Okay. I think that, I think that's cleanliness. I think we're talking about cleanliness versus form. Okay. Right. Okay. Because uh, yeah. you can dance with how you can dance however wide or narrow you want. At the end of the day, that, 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 that's your team form, but everybody doing it the same is where it, where cleanliness comes into play. Right, right. But where does your team form stop and sort of incorrect form start? You Whenever. Know, like so this is this is this is what we teach: is the moment that you are doing something that does not look in unison with the team. So like, so, so I'll expand upon that. What that yeah. means is. We really don't tend to, unless it's a set head look on a certain beat or a set lean or something like that, we're pretty free with allowing dancers to add their own flair, if that makes sense. Okay. The moment the moment this flair changes your body angle from what what is set 
you know, to the team, if we're doing a backside front spin and you're mm-hmm. trying to sell this, you know, a whole, you're trying to sell the spin a little bit more and you're holding it to the front and all of a sudden your angles are side, side front, right? That's mm-hmm. too much, right? You, I don't, I don't care what you do as long as you're hitting the backside front, if that makes sense. And, and obviously yeah. we're using the eye test, you know, if you're doing something ridiculous, it's going to be like, you know, chill out a little bit, <laughs> but like, you know, if you're leaning so much that your arm angle is now off from everybody else, it's like, okay. you know, don't do that. Right. So it's like, that's where, you know, and, and again, I don't think there's a right or wrong in Barna in general, mm-hmm. but that's, that's what has been successful for us. And that is what has been taught to me via the judges over the years. You know, yeah, I, I would say I agree as well. Um, yeah, I, I think I think that there. I think we've had some judges that, um, you know, they might give me a critique at the at the judges meeting. Well, they'll, they'll say, "Hey, you didn't do this step the way um, that I I like it." You know, "Hey, you didn't do Badaka the right way." And then afterward, I'll just be like, "All right, dude, like whatever." <laughs> I'll be like, "All right, I mean, like that's not going to change." So yeah. you know, I hope you, you I hope you get over it sometime, but. Um, you know, I think it is, it, it's like, you know, I, I think it is crucial at a certain, at a, at a certain level, you know, where you have to, you have to conform at least a little bit to, to what the general trend of the circuit is in terms of, you know, developing some sort of dancing technique that resembles, you know, what traditional Bhangra is. And now a quick message from one of our sponsors. Double O Threads is a leading provider of customized apparel. Having served over 100 dance competitions and teams since its inception, Double O Threads ensures an easy ordering process and seamless delivery of everything ranging from t-shirts to snapbacks. Mention the Bangra podcast while ordering and Double O Threads will provide a discounted rate. Visit Double O Threads, that's the word double, the letter O, threads.com for more information. And now back to the Bangra podcast. I guess they bring it back to like, um, to like something that's a little bit more of the topic of this podcast um if you feel like now okay i've spent the time i've sat down i've watched these videos i've critiqued myself i've 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 tried to critique these videos a little bit to the point where i feel like i'm a relatively competent dancer right what's the first step that you go about in teaching right because you know what is the first thing that you want to address do you want to address body posture when you're teaching do you want to address footwork do you want to address handwork you know where do you personally start when it comes to trying to, you know, change how people are dancing from, from a natural sense. Footwork. Footwork is first. I think that, and Ram was the one that preached this from the beginning. I give credit to him for this. Without the base, the arms don't matter. So if, if a, if a new dancer and they've never done Bhangra before, if they don't, if they can't do the footwork, then it's going to be very difficult for them to do the step as a whole. Okay. And we found I, I, I actually start with body posture. Hmm? I always I always start with body posture first, right? We spend like like ten minutes, fifteen minutes at the, at the first practice, just learning how to stand properly, right? Mm-hmm. So we'll just sit there with like trying to get them to roll their shoulders back and pick their chin up a little bit. Um, I, I always felt like that was the better because the, whenever I started with footwork before, people were just kind of like hunching over, kind of doing whatever, and then when I tried to teach body posture later, it was kind of an afterthought. So I don't know how you felt about that it's it's fair this is i think that every we, we talked to every, we talked to a lot of people yeah everybody's gonna have a different answer right as That's to true. what worked for them and what works for them now or what didn't you know 
if we changed to teach body posture first, I don't know what would be the difference. Maybe we will. Yeah. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> see what happens. Yeah. Um, I also think that, you know, I think it's boring to just, yeah, just yeah, to start so with 15 boring. minutes it's of so standing boring, there. It's so boring. I think, I think that's where I've lost the most friends in my life. Is making after, people like, stand after, there? Yeah, it's making people stand or like doing form practice. We just sit there and do Padaka for like two hours and they're just like, dude, I hate you. Like you're, you're a horrible person. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I, I bet I bet that's part of why we started off with footwork first, so that we can yeah, actually yeah, right. play music and 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 do things instead of just standing there for fifteen minutes at a time. Right, right, right. Um, but you know, the biggest thing as a teacher is to be able to communicate to every single dancer exactly what they need to do, okay. exactly what, what their think? arm needs to be, exactly where their body needs to, like where their chest is facing. Right. Right. Every little inch of motion. Because one of the things that, one of the biggest pieces of feedback we consistently got in the early going, and not just the early going, it lasted for years, is the entire team is not on the same page. Everybody's pinky is not in the same spot. Uh, I know Chirag, Chirag from Fodge dropped a critique uh, on one of our performances back in 2012. I will link that video in the show notes and you can read his critique. He, he genuinely felt like our team was behind, you know, from placing context contention solely because our pinkies were not in the same spot for every single person. Right. And, well, you know, so you like, said that? well, I'm, I'm paraphrasing. Okay. Bro, I <laughs> but, would have stormed out of that meeting if he was talking about pinkies, bro. I would have been like, get out of here, bro. <laughs> but his point, his point was, you know, get everybody to do it the exact same, you know? Okay. Yeah, no, and so you. whatever yeah. your form becomes, know exactly what it is, know exactly every inch of it. Okay. exactly what the angles are right and then you'll be able to teach it to somebody else because you'll be able to watch them and be like okay their arm is too low you know raise it up a little bit your, okay. your posture is a little hunched pull pull your shoulders back and, and or whatever it might be right your footwork is not wide enough let's widen your bit whatever whatever you're visually seeing that doesn't doesn't check out you'll be able to critique somebody on and teach them how to do it the correct way that to, to whatever your team form is Okay. Yeah. And, and so, okay, I guess if we want to, if we want to kind of round this out a little bit, um, you know, one thing I want to ask you, I guess, the sort of a last thing is, uh, I feel like for most teachers, they'll have something that they say a lot at practice, you know, like a mantra, you know, like mm-hmm. at mine, it, I always talk about something I call range of motion. So, you know, if we, if we take Padaka, for example, how far do you pull your arm back as opposed to how far you're pushing it forward, right? The larger I can make that total range of motion, the bigger the step is going to look, right? Mm-hmm. So I talk about that. That is my mantra. I talk about that all the time, every practice with footwork, with handwork, you know, with, with pretty much everything. So uh, what, what is yours sort of, you know, like, do you, do you have one? Do you think that's something that you really harp on when it comes to teaching your dancers? I feel like I harp on a lot of things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, we all do. Yeah. Uh, this would really be a good question for like Umer or Rom. Um, Umer, Umer, maybe what? Umer? Oh, I, I, I thought we'd go this whole podcast without talking about Umer. <laughs> oh man, thank, oh god. Because right, I mean, whatever. dude, his form, his form is always a problem. So he, he knows, <laughs> <laughs> he knows whatever I harp on the most. I would say, I would say that. Man. See, we don't. One thing that I don't think a lot of people know is we don't have mirrors. 
We never practice with mirrors. Wait, what? Yeah. So we literally. Wait, you, what? How do you get better then? What the hell? You t- I mean, you take videos and you watch them, but like, dude, that sucks. <laughs> yeah, we don't have mirrors. <laughs> it's horrible. And we. The, the, the biggest thing, I can't even say it's a harping thing. It's taking whatever is being told to you and implement it right away. Like, okay. don't forget it. Do it over and over again. Focus on what is being told to you, you know, okay. because if you don't, if you just, if it goes in one ear and out the other, we're going to waste more run throughs. There's okay. a, if you, if you, this is going to sound kind of wacky, maybe a little dad, grandpa ish, but like if you, if you get into a competition and it's two months away, mm-hmm. you practice three times a week, two hours of practice. That's how many practices until the competition. That's however many run-throughs it is of that segment or that step until the competition. How many right. run-throughs are you are going to be productive and how many are going to be wasted, right? So right. it's like we have a very strong focus on being efficient Yeah. so that, you know, we don't practice every single day for five hours a day. <laughs> right, right, right. You want, you want your dancers to make a conscious change in yes. the way that they're dancing every right. single time they're going through this stuff. And I, w- and I will say, and again, I talk about Umer. If, if someone needs to repeat themselves for a third time, you know, it's kind of like, bruh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> what are you yeah, doing? Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and so that's, that's something that the new dancers get used to. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's just how we roll. You know, it's just, yeah. we have an expectation that, you know, when, when things are, the expectation is everyone's going to come in, we're going to learn a piece of choreo and it's not going to be clean on day one. Right. Yeah. But in two weeks we should be pretty clean. Right. And that comes from the dancers, you know, actively taking their critiques and implementing them right away and getting better right away so that the run throughs that we're doing are proper. They're the the correct run through and not the incorrect motion or the incorrect form or questions right now. Whatever we just talked about. We talked about a lot of random things. Because we don't have topics that aren't even written So it's like. Yeah, it was a good talk. It was definitely a very good talk. Point as fast so yeah, as please for everybody listening, right, those cool. of you who have questions, so, please yeah. drop comments, yeah. ask so questions. I, 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 I'm more than happy to answer. Nimitz might be a little bit of a douche about answering, but yeah, yeah. I mean, I've been known to be standoffish, and you know, no. But seriously, the a very huge initiative of this podcast is to be helpful and to to shorten the learning curve of your all of everybody else's progression so please ask us questions and let us know what you think thank you for listening to this episode of the bunger podcast i don't have the script the ending script in front of me so i'm about to wing yeah. it <laughs> yeah i just feel like uh yeah thanks uh thanks to everybody uh ever and uh thank you for everything <laughs> I, think that's, I think that's the ending right right uh, yeah that's what that's what Umar wrote down i'm pretty sure that's what Umar wrote down <laughs> Please subscribe to us on Stitcher, iTunes. I don't even know what else. I, that's that's literally all I where I listen to SoundCloud. Anything. SoundCloud, yeah, on, dude, what is going on? I forgot that we're on SoundCloud. <laughs> <laughs> that's actually the only place I listen to us. Actually, so yeah, <laughs> funny enough. Subscribe to us on SoundCloud, Stitcher, iTunes, wherever you listen to your podcasts. And if please again, please leave us some feedback on Stitcher, on iTunes, on SoundCloud, on BTF, wherever you want, Facebook, Twitter, at the Bunger Pod. Sorry, Umer, he's probably gonna yell at me for not reading off the script, but 
Yeah, whatever. It's okay. He'll get over it. He'll live. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure he'll he'll cry himself to sleep and he'll wake up tomorrow refreshed. <laughs> so thank you, everybody, and have a wonderful day. Today's featured mix was Rolex by Wong. Hashtag Daisy Rolex Challenge produced by First Class Beats. Link will be in the show notes. I just wanna...